Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Of mental health and substance abuse services. Dazzling decal on Daisy's Donuts window. Bold banner at Barry's Barbershop. Prominent poster at Penny's on Park Place. This is your sign. Well, signs. To try Staples and see the difference. Get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend 75 or more. From Staples. And I couldn't miss it. N617. Visit staplesconnect.com slash printfig for details. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which means... Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Not all water heaters are made equally. Some can be temperamental. Some can be unreliable. And don't even think about what happens if you have neighbors downstairs. Why is it raining inside my apartment? Not with a Navian tankless water heater. You'll never run out of hot water. You only heat water when you need it. Saving you tons in utility costs. Navian tankless water heaters. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. Calling all job seekers. The Federal Correctional Complex in Forest City is hosting a hiring event at the Academies of West Memphis High School. Thursday, June 8th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're looking for dedicated individuals like you to join our team of correctional officers and medical staff. We're offering an incredible sign-on bonus starting at $10,000 and going up to $13,800 for correctional officers and incentives for medical staff too. At FCC Forest City, we believe in taking care of our employees with a competitive salary, law enforcement retirement, opportunity for promotion, health, vision, and dental insurance, 11 paid holidays, and so much more. Take the first step towards a fulfilling career and join the Federal Correctional Complex in Forest City, Arkansas. Visit usajobs.gov to apply today and make plans to attend the June 8th hiring event at the Academies of West Memphis High School, located at 501 West Broadway Street in West Memphis, Arkansas, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. FCC Forest City and the BOP are equal opportunity employers. WMFS-FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS-Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say Play 92.9 ESPN. 
Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Each and every day here on the Jeff Calkins Show, we welcome Chris Harrington to the program. Let's fire it up. Now, it's Chris Harrington, live on 92.9, discussing the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Memphis Showboats. Get your tickets now. Starting at just $10, go to USFL.com. Chris Harrington joins us now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Wait, Wait, Wait by hippie-era country band Mother Earth. What we will continue to do for uh, John Moran to do this for another week or so. Is it possible we're waiting another two weeks or so? It could be. Could be. Uh, Miami didn't help us out last night. What did you make of that last night? Because one of the one of the big struggles that I felt like I've had during this during the entirety of the playoffs is game to game has not mattered as much. And in the end, like we're not scoring it on the aggregate. We're not totaling it up and seeing who has the most points. Whatnot. It's, it's it's based on games, but even last night, when clearly, if you're someone who's wants the Heat to win, like last night made you feel better. But at the same time, I felt like it really boiled down to what you and I talked about on Friday. Like the path for the Heat is they're going to have to absolutely shoot the crap out of the ball from the three, and they did that last night. But it's like, do I think they can shoot forty nine percent for the rest of the series? It's like, I don't know if I'm betting on that. How did you feel last night? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there were other aspects of the game. Obviously, there are adjustments Miami made. There, there are things Denver didn't do, but it was that. I mean, there is ultimately that, and I, I feel like for Miami, I guess for the series, that's going to be sort of the common denominator. I sort of said on Friday, I think Miami has to have big three point shooting games to win in this series, and they had a big three point shooting game. They shot forty to your point forty nine percent from three. I think it was seventeen of thirty five. Um, I think they need to do that. And they did that, and they still, like, won by three. I think Jamal Murray had a shot there at the buzzer that sort of rimmed out that would have forced overtime. Now, only a three-point win shooting that well, but you're also in Denver, which had not lost at home the entire playoffs. And so so that's a big win for Miami. Um, I, I still like Denver in the series. I think Denver can win in Miami. Uh, but I think maybe that game was a little bit of a wake-up call for Denver. Yes, Miami shot the ball really well, but I don't think, and I, I sort of agree with, with Michael Malone, who was sort of upset at the team's effort like after the game. I, I don't think Denver played, you know, you're up one and you've been coasting. I, I, it felt like Miami had a little bit more urgency in that game. Miami definitely made or the team, you know, when you're down, you're the team making adjustments, and they sort of did that, you know, starting Kevin Love. So they're not getting trucked in the paint quite as much as they were in game one. They're playing a little bit bigger. Um, obviously, they, 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 they defended the non-Jokic players for Denver. They put more emphasis, it seemed, on that to try to deny, deny that. I think even then, I, I think Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray have to be better for the Nuggets. Um, and then ultimately, again, it comes down to Miami making shots. I think Miami has to make shots, three-point shots at a high rate to win. Um, they did that and other stuff in game two. And, you know, this Miami team, is you know, we've sort of learned not to count them out. I still like Denver in the series, but it sure feels like, you know, it's going to go a six or seven at this point. I think we can acknowledge this point, hot take for everyone out there. Miami is good. Yeah. I still can't put my finger on it 
for why they're good. And to me, it's almost like is maybe is maybe their strength the fact that like it doesn't really feel like if someone is not playing well, like Struess was awful in game one. They sit him down in the fourth quarter. Like he comes back and he hits big shots early yesterday. Like, is that the strength of their team? Is that in the end they are a team? Like that I, that that's kind of what I feel like when I watch them. Like it is a team. Well, I think I think even if you step back from this run they've been on, like go back to like the beginning of the season, and if you step back from it, objectively speaking, Eric Spolstra was probably considered the best coach in the league. Now, if you if you if you went and look at different like coach rankings or yeah. podcasts or people rank coaches, Spo would, would have been number one. So they they have maybe the best coach in the league. I think on on similar kind of list, Jimmy Butler was going to be a top fifteen player in the league. Um, Bam Adebayo is typically you know in that top twenty five to thirty. So you got two roughly top 25 players who are both two-way players, impact both ends of the floor, one of which has a history of being a, a leader who gets things done in the playoffs, and you got the best coach. That's a good foundation. Now that, that team struggled to, to make the playoffs. They ended up being the eighth seed. But that foundation, that's the same foundation that got to the finals you know, two or three years ago in the bubble, uh, that got to the Eastern Conference finals last year. And so that's a proven foundation to win, to win in the playoffs. And they've just done a really good job of like developing around that, and particularly finding shooters around that. I mean, you look at like a Gabe Martin and uh, and a uh, not Gabe Martin, Gabe Vincent, Gabe Vincent and, yeah. and, and, and Caleb Max Martin, yeah. And, yeah, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson. Like they found like you know good role players around sort of that foundation. And so, is that a foundation of a team that should win a title? No. But that's, a, but that's a foundation for a team that has consistently had real success in postseason basketball. Does this does this move up the value of shooting for you for things that the Grizzlies should be looking for? Because, you know, how many teams can just sit there and play zone like the Heat do? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I suppose technically any team can. But, like, to me, the more and more emphasis three-point shooting has had, particularly in the playoffs, like if you go back and you look at almost every series – I think the Clippers outshot Phoenix, but they were so decimated by injury that didn't really feel like a fair fight. The Grizzlies technically outshot the Lakers by, I think, like half of a percent. But for the most part, all these series have just been defined by three-point shooting. Like, should that be something that the Grizzlies are paying attention to? Well, I think it already is. I mean, if you go back and look at, you know, what they did in the past year, you know, they let Kyle Anderson walk. Um, because they don't believe in him as someone's facing the floor off the yeah. ball, and for good reason. And then they go out and they get they act, they aggressively go out to get Jake Laravia and David Roddy because and, and their their error their error maybe that those these guys aren't going to be good, but but their tangible error, which they admitted, was assuming too much too soon with those guys. But they went out and got them because they thought they profiled as basically your Max Struess, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson types, like guys who can play like in between your main ball handlers and and make shots and, and be versatile defensively in playoff basketball. I mean, they went out and got Jake Laravia and David Roddy because they see them as the kind of players who can play in these kind of series as role players, right? If you have your Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, who can be your Caleb Martin and Max Struess and Duncan Robinson and these kind of guys, and they went out and got Laravia and Roddy because they see them as ultimately those kind of players. And maybe they will be ultimately, but Error was thinking they would be, you know, immediately. Um, they traded for Luke Kennard, you know, the best pure shooter, one of the best pure shooters in the league. So I think in the past year, the Grizzlies have put a big emphasis on that. 
Um, and so I don't think this makes that more important to the Grizzlies. I think this has already been internalized. It's very important to the Grizzlies. That, that you know, when you have Ja and Jaron and Dez, you're filling out around them to put more emphasis on that. In the past, maybe they hadn't. And so you, have a, you, you do have a roster that has a lot of non-shooters like Brandon Clark and Steven Adams or whatever. But in terms of what they've done in the past year, you, you've seen them with that emphasis, for better or worse. I mean, they would have been a better team with Kyle Anderson last year, but, but they, they wanted to go after the shooting. Would they have been a better team with DeAnthony Melton? That's a good question. I mean, Kennard is a better shooter. Melton is a more versatile player, right, and does, and does more, more other things. I think, I think that's highly debatable. I, I, I think, you know, Melton, again, was really good for Philly, was not a big difference maker once you got deep into the playoffs. And so that's sort of what we've seen before. I think the Grizzlies would not go back and, and reverse that. They would rather, even though it was a delayed, it was a delayed acquisition, right? Yeah. You make the trade to get Danny Green, and then three or four months later you flip him for Kennard. I don't think the Grizzlies would reverse that process. Um, so I don't think they second-guess that. It just, you know, their season didn't go quite as much. They didn't go as deep as they wanted to this, this year for various reasons. But I don't think they would reverse that process now. How much hope is there for the Grizzlies to get better internally for next year? I think there's a decent amount. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'd be curious to know how, how they really think about it. And yeah. I, don't, I, I don't have a good feel for that. Like the way they played or did not play Zaire Williams late in the season sort of suggested, made you wonder, are they out on him? Or do they just see it as, you know, he, need, he, need, he needs a, you know, to hit the restart button in the summer. I don't know where they're at on Zaire Williams. I suspect that, 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 you know, David Roddy and Jake Laravia's seasons did not change their ultimate assessments of them that they had going into the season. You know, they were rookies. Um, but I think all three of those guys have the potential to be better. If what you're counting on is for them, is for those guys to be in various ways, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth guys, you know, in a team, you've got your top three. And you're looking for them not to be your your Butler and Adebayo, but to be your Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess. Like I don't think the doors have been shut on any of those players to be that to be th- those kind of places in the pecking order of a good team. I just think it was it, you know it, it was too soon to expect that last season. Is it realistic to expect with Zaire? I, I think it's fair to say this is a loss a lost season. Like. The train never got sure. rolling on the track because of the injury, and then when he came back, like clearly there were some confidence issues, and right. and the season it just felt like never got going. Is it reasonable to expect that it? I'm not saying like that he'll ever develop as like the tenth pick in the draft and and you know be that missing link, but is it reasonable to expect he can get back on track this season? I don't see why not. I, I don't think you can assume that. But is it a reasonable thing to, that that can happen? I see no reason why it can't. I, you know, he's he's still so young. He's even younger than his age, basketball wise, in yeah. terms of the physical development. Like, you know, I, I likened him to more of a Jaron Jackson type than an Esmond Bain type coming in, in the sense that it was going to be a longer runway to get to where he was going to be because of the physical development that he needed, because of the reps that he needed. And so, I, I, you know, the, I, I don't know what he's going to be, but the idea that it was going to be a three- or four-year process to really get there, to me, is not unusual at all. I mean, that I think was to be expected for him. Um, I think there are some good qualities there in terms of his length, his athleticism. I think he's shown some stuff in terms of being able to, to get, get to spots. And we talk about, you know, the, the importance of being able to 
great mid-range shots and make some of those. I think he's flashed some of that. Uh, you know, in some ways, more more raw skill in terms of creating and making those kind of shots. And you know, that someone like Dylan Brooks had. You know, how how well can you develop that? I think his ability to play in transition and play above a rim, above the rim, really fits well with John Morant. I just don't know where the team is in terms of their evaluation. And then as you get into the summer, the reality is as you start looking around for trade possibilities, that four point eight million that he's due next year. A lot, a lot of trade stuff you're going to think of, think about. That's going to have to be in it because um, they don't have. That's really the only contract like that they have. They have a bunch of contracts that are you know above twelve, and a lot that are under three or whatever. Like you know that five million dollar contract is very useful in terms of making things work. And so I think you know it's not too late. It's not. It's not time to close the book on Zaire Williams, but he's got to be pretty high on the list of Grizzlies most likely to be traded at the same time. I assume he's going to play in summer league, right? I think they, I think they suggested that. Yeah, I want to say on the final media day they suggested he would play in summer league. Is there anything in summer league that would define what you think about him heading into the season? Um, I think there's more there's more ne- there's more negative conclusion yeah. than positive conclusion to gain from summer league. I think he has to look good in summer league. I think looking good in summer league does not is not a slam dunk of what's going to happen after that. But I think looking bad in summer league and, and your third trip there would be a huge red flag. And so that's not a reason not to do it. I think he needs to do it. But to me, if you're going to draw a conclusion from summer league, negative conclusions are more or more or more are going to be more solid than positive. So hopefully he has a really good summer league like Santi Aldama did last year. Then you hope it carries over. But it would only be a hope that it carries over. I don't think it would be a conclusion that it carries over. There's been, you know, we're now getting into mock draft season, and and we're starting to see different ideas. I think this is the main question that I have. How likely do you think it is that the Grizzlies make their pick in the first round? You know, they have a history of uh, of trading, of moving up. I think that they have they have they have sort of steered themselves to a corner where they just can't they, – I mean, they, they, could, they could definitely take the pick at 25. A, 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 but I don't think they're going to be moving up or, 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 or adding extra picks. And I think they have to be looking at scenarios where you could move out. I mean, are there scenarios where you could trade that pick for a future pick or, or pair that pick with a player to move up or to do something? Because they just have a roster spot crunch. And it's not so much like, you know, you don't want to add another rookie to the team – it's that you literally only have one open roster spot right now. You have 14 players under contract. You have one open roster spot, and you have a need to fill that I don't think, you know, that if it gets filled internally, it's not going to be through that draft pick, you know, in terms of your starting small forward. You know, and so it, it, if you don't do anything else, then you take that pick, and that gets you to 15 players. So now you have to be starting somebody, you know, Zaire Williams, Luke Kennard, whatever. But if they want to add, add from the outside – they, you know, they have a roster spot problem, and they don't have anyone else left who I think they would feel comfortable buying out or waving to create a spot the way they did Kennedy Chandler. I, I think you know, there's no one on this roster you're going you're to want to just, 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 just get rid of, like you did Killian Tilly or like you have other players in the past. And so you know, I have to think that they would be looking for ways to use that pick in a way that, that, you know, that, that keeps roster spots open. Obviously, the league schedule is what it is. It's not like it's a surprise to anyone. But I've been thinking about this. If you're the Grizzlies, 
wouldn't you prefer to have free agency before the draft? Like, I feel like that could help solve some questions for them, but maybe I'm completely insane on that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a seesaw kind of thing. Like, you know, if you push down on one end, the other end pops up. Yeah. So I've never developed a a strong opinion about the order, what the right order of operations is there, because I think there there are pluses and minuses either way you go. I think the reality is that even though free agency doesn't technically start until after the draft, it's effectively started. And so you're kind of doing all this stuff all around the same time. And you, a lot of times, even as you go into the draft, you have a pretty good sense, or at least you have, you have narrowed your sense of what you, you can and can't do. And in some cases you even know, like you, you let's try not to be too upfront about it and like get a tampering charge. But a lot of teams I think have already conducted their business, you know, under the table anyway. So I don't see it as that big of a deal. I, I think from the outside, it, 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 it's more problematic than internally, I would guess. And then, of course, the other big question for the Grizzlies is the length of a John ja Morant suspension. I believe right. Woj on Friday said pay attention to the number 17, which yep. I, I did obviously pay attention to because he mentioned, <laughs> right. he mentioned hey, that, that means it's the punishment. You, you avoid the – you're going to miss the all-NBA teams, whatnot. Stephen A., I believe, on Rich Eisen's show throughout 25 games – the fact that we started after all the, after all kind of the negative reaction from Adam Silver's comments, the fact that really Woj throughout 17 games and you're hearing 25, does that give hope that this idea of this half season suspension, like that's probably not on the table? You know, I don't know. It's still it's still all over the place, and it's hard to read like what's conjecture and what source. I think with Woj in particular, your antenna is up that he. Because I just don't think, like, like I said, 18 games, and my thinking was similar in that, like, the whole notion of 17 was that leaves open the possibility of, of, of elite year and awards. I had said 18 because that closes off the possibility. Like, that's right on the edge either side. Yeah. And I saw it as more punishment to close off that opportunity. It almost like, it seems like the Woj idea is it's a carrot to leave open the opportunity. But I am just coming up with that number from my own thinking. I don't know if Woj does that, right? I feel like Woj doesn't say anything unless there's some inkling involved. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's sort of just my read on him. Um, but he alone, I wonder if he knows something, right? With everyone else, I just think people's make, people are making stuff up. And so you still have people saying, like, some, some guy on ESPN, I literally, I, I'm not a big, the biggest consumer of sports media beyond yeah. NBA stuff. And so I literally have no idea who Alan Hahn is, but I guess Alan Hahn said, you know, suspended for the year, whoever that is on ESPN. He's a New York radio and, guy. Okay, like I got no idea, but like that's the yeah. guy saying, you know, suspended for the year. And then I actually did, I listened to the Bill Simmons, Ryan Rosillo pod this morning, and they actually had a really good conversation on the Jot thing. I, I think they, they it, it was one of the better ones I've heard. And, and, and maybe because it sort of aligns with my thinking to a large degree, but they were saying, like Rosillo was saying, like, you know, 15 games would be a lot. Like, I don't know what, you know, and, and Simmons was saying, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, I, I was thinking 20. I may, I may have this reverse. And one of them was saying 15 games I think would still be a lot. One was saying, you know, I think it might be 20, and 20 would be too many. But they, but they had concluded that it's going to be half a year. Like, you know, that, that it should be more 15 to 20, but it seems like it's going to be half a year. But I think they're just tea leaf reading based on, based on Adam Silver, right? And so I think there's a lot of guessing going on. The one, the only one that I think is potentially not a guess is Woj, just because like he's the most connected, and I don't think he, I don't think he guesses, right? No, I, so I, we'll, 
I agree with you on that. The one thing, though, and I'm kind of connecting dots. A, obviously, there's going to be just some people that just, you know, talk out of their ass. Like, hey, you got to be... You got to be right. on TV. You got to say something, or you got to be on radio. You got to say something. So there, there's right. that element. I, I, I don't dispute that. The dots that I've connected is that when you start to hear the big, big numbers, the half season type numbers, that largely seems to be coming from the agent community. And I think a lot of these people you have to keep in mind. While maybe they're not talking to Adam Silver, a lot of these people that cover the NBA have the same agents. Well, I think there's an echo chamber, right? And sure. I, I think there may be an echo chamber that is not ultimately connected to decision makers, right? And so you have a lot of like agents talking to each other and people talking to agents and people just repeating the same things back and forth to each other. 100%. I think that, that creates a little bit of a hive mind. And to me, I'm not saying it won't be half a season or more, but to me, all of that has come out of like hive mind back and forth, people talking to each other and does not seem connected to anything substantive. And I don't know if any of this is connected to anything substantive, but the only, again, the only one I, I would buy it, raise my eyebrow at is Woj. Because when Woj comes out and says, keep the number 17 in mind, I just don't think he's spitballing like the rest of us are. That just doesn't seem to be the way he operates. What do you think the questions that Adam Silver really has to consider are? Well, I think there's this question. You know, he said, you know, we've uncovered more information. And, and, and as we talked about last week, the word uncovered, like, I, raises my antenna a little bit, right? So I wonder what that means. I, I am, I, I don't want to say certain, but, but it seems li- highly likely to me that there are more incidents that are relevant to this pattern than the one, just the ones we know about. The yeah. idea that, that the only things that have ever happened that relate to this pattern of behavior have gone public I, seems far-fetched to me. I, I assume the NBA knows about things we don't know about. I assume the NBA knew about like the, the fight at the pickup game a long time before it went public, right? And yes. The idea that there may have been a gun, you know, at least flashed or shown or whatever, if not used. Um, so I, I think I, I've said from the beginning, I don't think this is just about like an Instagram video. I think it's about a pattern of behavior that the NBA finds troubling. And I suspect that they know more things about that pattern than we do. And so that's, to me, the real question. Because most of the reaction to this, like even on the Simmons or Solo pod, it's, and, they, and they said, you know, maybe there's more we don't know, but they're like, you know, how can you get more than 20 games for flashing out on Instagram? Whatever he, has, he gets is not just going to be for that. And so to me, the real question is, what does the NBA really know? And then the second part is, what do they think can get it back on track? Because Adam Silver made clear when he talked last week and I think this has got to be front of mind for the league because this is a business. It's not just about putting out punishment. It's about trying to get one of your young stars back on track. A guy who, even amid these troubles, is still selling out shoes, you know? Um, and so the NBA has got – their concern is not punishing John Morant. Their concern is, is fixing John Morant or, or getting John Morant back on track to be one of their signature stars. And so, to me, what they're operating with is not just a question of, of appropriate punishment. It's a question of, you know, uh, of, of, of rehabilitation or whatever, right? And if that's, you know, I don't know if that may be a problematic word to use in this sense, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's getting job back on track. It's not just punishing you. I mean, to me, like, that's, if you're the Grizzlies, like, that's the number one priority. I guess the other question, though, that I've kind of thought about, and this is just us spitballing here. How much do you think other owners care about players 
throughout the league that are not on their team. Like that that seems to me to be something that I don't know that I assume we will never get an answer cuz that's the whole point of like that's the reason why you have a commissioner it's like to take the heat. But if there's like ownership pressure to do something, I, I think that impacts there's Silver. There's been suggestion that that's the case. I'm not sure I totally understand what the logic of that is. Like what setting this, I assume it's not just a competitive thing. Like, you know, you no, I, I don't. Out. My first thought was impacting sponsorship. But from what I can tell, the yeah. NBA seems to be, to be selling out their ads. And, and, and like Josh shoes are to the degree they're available are all, are all getting sold. Right. Like, like in that, that thing we're selling with Simmons pod, we're still talking about being at, um, you know, the combine in Chicago and going to the Nike store there yeah. and talking to the people who work there about like, okay, so there are Josh shoes and Zion shoes and Tatum shoes and Luca shoes. And the people at the store are like, Oh, the Josh shoes are sold out. Like way, way more people are buying the Josh shoes than these other people, than like Zion or Tatum or, or Luca or whatever. And so I don't know. And I, I think the, the Josh thing is a problem for the Grizzlies and ultimately a problem for the league if he can't get back on track. But I don't know that to this point, it's damaged anything other than John Moran and the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I mean, then there's, like, other questions. Like, I don't know, like, what are the price point of those other shoes? Like, it seems to me part of the the yeah. part of the, the popularity of Josh shoes, it seems to be at a very reasonable price. Like, what is the yeah. supply? Do they just have fewer of Josh shoes? Like, I, I don't know, like, there's a production element, whatnot. Like, but it seems very clear when Bronny James and Carmelo's son – or wearing jaw ones, it, it seems to me that at the at the minimum, it seems to be popular with the youth. I didn't even know, and I'm not. I don't follow shoe stuff, and I live in Memphis, so maybe that's this is maybe I'm answering my own thing there. But I didn't even know there were Luca shoes or Tatum shoes. I did not know there I, were Luca shoes. <laughs> I figured right, Tatum like, I had, had no that idea. deal. I think Tatum's a Jumpman guy, a Jordan brand. But right. but yes, I'm with I'm with you. I have not been a sh- like a sneakerhead since I was like 16. Right. And I just, I, then there's also the question like, should that matter? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying, I don't know. I don't know one way or the other. Like, I'm just saying, like, should it matter? All right. Then lastly, let's, let's get back to the actual series. How bold do you think it is? It feels like Miami's approach is, okay, let's let Jokic get what he wants in the paint. Let's defend the three. But like, we're kind of getting out of this doubling him every time he's in the paint and letting him, just pick us apart. On the one hand, like, I think that's probably what I would try. Like, I don't, it may be playing with fire, but like, I don't, I don't think it's insane. No, I think it's probably a good approach. I mean, you still, you know, shot 50% from three and, and one by th- one by right. a single possession game. Right. And so it's not like you can't get beat doing that. Um, but, but it, it, you know, it, it led, it made for a competitive game in Denver and you pulled it out. You got to do something, right? And like Jokic is going to, Jokic is so great that he's going to play great almost no matter how you defend it, right? And so, you know, it, it's sort of about the rest of the team. I feel like that's the right approach for Miami. I feel like Denver can still do better with that approach, right? Even even with more tighter defensive focus on Jamal Murray and Michael Porter and some of these guys, you got to figure out a way for if you're Mike Malone, Michael Malone, and those players, you have to be more productive. And so you can't just allow that to be the case. 
Um, you can't say, well, Miami you know, is going to let Jokic score 40, so that's how we're going to win Jokic scoring 40. It has to be a more balanced attack for Denver regardless of what Miami's doing. No, I'm with you because I think in the end why I really struggle to define like, okay, well, did this change anything about my opinion of the series? What I was really struggling with was how much of Miami's success last night on offense was related to Denver's defensive breakdowns, which Malone, you know, we got that audio of him being clearly upset. I'm also willing to acknowledge, like, Spolstra's pretty darn good. Like, they might have saw something on film and felt like, okay, this is something we can exploit and attack. Like, how much do you think what Miami did last night said about Miami's offense versus Denver's defense? Oh, I think, you know, I, I think I think Denver's the better team. But I do trust Miami's focus and yeah. Miami's consistency, maybe to yeah, consistency and ability to to adjust just because of who they are and because of who their coach is, right? And so I think Denver. I, I just wonder if Denver got comfortable. You sailed yeah. through the first round. You sailed through the second round. You sailed through the first round. You sailed through game one. You're at home. You've never lost at home. I, I, I wonder if, if they were a little too comfortable and complacent in that game last night, and they have they have to correct that. Beyond the X's and O's, the adjustments, I just I felt like they may have been a little bit too complacent in that game. Chris, we really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Chris Harrington of the Daily Memphian. When we come back, let's get back into a few other questions that we saw from the weekend. Let's get into some conference realignment. We also had the Showboats winning their fifth straight. We also have some college baseball regional results as well as a coaching change for the University of Memphis. We'll discuss all that when we come back right here on the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up at 11 a.m., it's the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN, Memphis's sports station.
Life is full of ifs. If you see potential in every day, if you push for that promotion, and even bigger ifs like if you say, I do. If you can cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, if you can safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, the if in life becomes less iffy. Regions Life Banking makes it possible. If you're interested, let's talk about the if in life. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Hello, I'm Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm Agent on Brookhaven Circle. You know, life is filled with what-ifs, and my team is ready to help you with your what-ifs. Call 901-767-7744. We're better looking than a lizard. We're here with Jennifer Carsonson, real estate expert from the Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency. What would you say about a potential buyer who's on the fence about renting or buying? In Q4, investors don't buy as much. They're holding their inventory. Why? Because people don't rent as often in the winter. So the people that had saved their money, that had gotten beat out by offers, now is that time. Jen, how can someone find out more? For those folks to just have a conversation with a realtor that they trust, a lender that they trust, to figure out if the plan is still viable for them to buy a house. And there's ways that we can work with people who are in leases. There's buyout clauses. I mean, there's all kinds of different options for folks. If you think that you're stuck in a lease until spring or summer, that might not be the case. Whether you're buying or selling, you need Jennifer Carstensen in the Live Love Group at the Real Estate Agency, 901-625-5200, or email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. That's 901-625-5200 or sold at livelovememphis.com. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. When the game goes into overtime, but the game goes into overtime. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Andy Wise here. Disaster restoration. Fire damage, water damage, storm damage. You think restoring property, right? No, it's about restoring people. And no one does that better than Service Master by Cornerstone. Family-owned, Memphis-based Service Master by Cornerstone won Franchise of the Year for how it saves businesses and restores families. And now it's expanded services to Jackson, Tennessee and DeSoto County. Make the wise choice for disaster cleanup that's in the people-building business. Service Master by Cornerstone, 901-RESPOND. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, get the new and exclusive Little Giant A-Frame 6-Foot Step Ladder for an everyday low price of $129.98. Plus, at Lowe's, count on getting the quantities you need when you need them. From drywall to lumber, roofing to concrete, wires to connectors, find it all in one stop. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last, see sales associate for details, excluding Alaska and Hawaii. That time of year, I see for sale signs popping up all over town in front yards. I see them there, stand there for a good long while, too. And I keep thinking to myself, those folks should go see Josh Hysaw at Keller Williams. I was talking to Teresa. Teresa listed her house. She was worried, given the rates, maybe it'll be on the market for a long time. Three days on the market, home was under contract. And here's the thing about Josh Hysaw. 
if your house doesn't sell in 45 days or less, he will either make the mortgage payments or he'll step in and buy it himself. So if you're listing your house, whether you're trying to, to upsize, downsize, move in, move out, whatever it is, either the level of comfort knowing that it's not going to sit on the market forever. Josh Hysaw is going to get it sold. More than 285-star Google reviews. Check them out for yourself or give them a call. It's joshhysaw.com, 901-461-8147, and start packing. If you need to sell your home, there's only one thing to do. Call Josh, H-I-S-A-W. Go to joshhysaw.com. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code golf for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code g-o-l-f use code golf for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cash back's not available in gas in new jersey wisconsin Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Brad Carson back in studio with us. Brad, I don't know if you noticed on SiriusXM, but we got Yacht Rock Radio back for I the love, summer. I am a Yacht Rock. This may not surprise you at all. I am a Yacht Rock aficionado. I always wondered, though, how many yachts has Christopher Cross been on? <sighs> so I, just, but I always uh, feel like the people that are yeah. like associated with Yacht Rock Radio, I don't associate, associate them with Yacht Rock. Or yachting. I, obviously, I'm of an age now where I have older friends that criticize Yacht Rock when they feel like the playlist isn't on point. So, you know, if like they throw an off cut on from mm-hmm. the Doobie Brothers or Christopher Cross and somebody's not happy, they're like, Billy Joel's not re- Yacht Rock or whatever. Like, it, it is so there's funny. There's no Michael McDonald voice track. Yeah. Like, it, it's a, it's a, I enjoy that format though. Um, it's probably because I grew up um, driving to, to school with my mother. In the in the eighties and the nineties, and that era is not to bore all y'all who are no, that's younger. Synonymous, yes. no, it's it's that Hall and Oates, yep. Christopher Cross sailing. They were on FM one hundred at the time, you yes, know. So you that got was the used popular, to, yeah, yeah. So you got used to hearing that that genre. So they personify it now as like yacht rock radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just the stuff that forty something plus folks have have listened to and grew up with. I think. Is, you, no, is that, I, that, my, is that a guess? I think you yeah. pretty much nailed. Okay, it. that seems to be, ins- and, it, yeah. and it's like. Easy listening, and therefore, if like you're out on a boat, it's easy listening. Yeah, and you can brand. It's like the river, but you brand it like its own Correct. thing, like so it makes it else, sort of yes. kind of hip. Special. To, to, it makes it also a little more palatable mm-hmm. as a man to listen to Christopher Cross, you know, because it's it's not well, a, they, when you're hearing sailing come out. It's that not, album goes. Yeah, hey, it it it, it does it does well with a Mick Ultra. <laughs> 
we both watched. Not on the golf course, though. Get if you're gonna get the pill out for the golf course, you gotta get, get a little edge on there. Yeah, that's 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 fair. It 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 it, it all plays nicely though, like on a speaker. Yeah, I think that's kind of I think that's the that's main where thing. it goes. It, it it's like background noise. Is it on it. one of the main channels now, Jeffrey? Oh yeah, fourteen. Oh, well, there you go. On on uh, well, I have whatever. I have a GM car, so I've solid. Whatever. It's XM, even though right. It's I think a serious Ford XM numbers bolt. are different than mm-hmm. than. I think that's right. All right, so we both were watching some college baseball over the weekend, and a couple of things stood out. Um, number one, I have found myself, I was less interested in college baseball this year. I've now officially hit the point where it's like, all right, when the regionals get here, that's when I start paying attention. I found, though, that there were a lot of teams that like I was just rooting against rather than rooting for, mm-hmm. and I don't really know the, the reasoning behind it, but there was another thing that struck me locally. So Tennessee last year, you know, all-time great season. Mm-hmm. They get knocked off by Notre Dame in the Super Regionals. And the other thing that struck me is like, oh, Tennessee might figure out, like, A, being the number one seed is not really a great thing. We've not seen a team, I think, since Miami in 99 be the number one seed that goes on and, and wins it all. But also, like, I found myself watching Tennessee this weekend and I was like, I think they might be better suited for the Underdog, underdog role. Yes, 100%. So I thought the f- most fascinating story of the weekend was Tony Vitello and the Tennessee team playing Clemson. There's got to be people listening who saw this, and it made Sports Center. So last year's narrative was truly this dude is he's like the 18 year old who's got a handshake for every player, popping out of the dugout. And they had an unbelievable year last year at yes. Tennessee. The, the pitching staff was loaded up. They were ready to rock and roll last night and then fell short in the regionals last year, if I got that right. Yep, the Super Regional. They Super Regional. They to Notre Dame. They didn't get to Omaha. Correct. They were expected to go to Omaha last year. Didn't happen. So all the bravado, all the talk, everybody was making fun of Tennessee because, hey, you know, that you, maybe you should shut up and play baseball. Correct. They were a very cocky team. Like, they are an older team that would like to not only beat you but then tell you that they beat you. This team has been a lot more understated. Much. And much. Now they get fired up. Like well, they if they, if they go to a 15 uh, you know, win game against Clemson, they get all fired up and they're popping out of the dugout. But the NCAA created a bunch of rules specifically designed around not having players in the middle of the field during the game, not having players like way out in front of the dugout where you've got the whole entire roster popping out of the dugout. So in this Clemson game that they lost in 15 the other night, I think it was in the 13th or the 14th inning, big play happens, and they get out of an inning. Clemson does. Yes. And these dudes from Clemson are popping out of the dugout against Tennessee. The center fielder, now, and half the dugout is out on the field. Center fielder is, you know, may have said a few words, but Tennessee wasn't totally wrapped up in it. They were just moving on to try to get to the next inning. They throw the center fielder out of the game in the middle of the game. Yes, there was an Indiana kid also this weekend. So Indiana has like a a home run chain. Yes. And like he came like a step onto the field and they suspended him for the next game. Out. So you not only lose the game that they throw you out of, you you lose the next game too. Correct. So Clemson lost that player for for the next game, which I think is today in the elimination round. No. Or was that last night? So now it's Tennessee moved on. So they moved on from the elimination round. Correct. Clemson's out. Correct. Clemson is out, and then Tennessee knocked off Charlotte last night. So ten- Tennessee is on, awaiting the winner of Penn and Southern Miss. This is so. Wild. This is the Auburn region. Yeah. Penn knocked off Auburn in extra innings on Friday. 
They beat Samford yesterday. Mm-hmm. Southern played Samford in the elimination game, knocked out Samford, and so Southern missed wins last night, but they have to win again today. So that's a winner, go home. Whatever. There's the, a bunch of upsets. Like all these host teams, like Arkansas. Oral Roberts yeah. is a four seed mm-hmm. that's that has already moved on. Uh, that was the Oklahoma State or the Stillwater Regional. Mm-hmm. The four seed has moved on there. They knocked off Dallas Babsis. Vanderbilt doesn't get out of their own That's regional. Wild. Oregon beat Xavier last night, so Oregon will be hosting Oral Roberts and Eugene <laughs> for a chance to go to the the World Series. Uh, as you mentioned, TCU yesterday, twenty to five. Their second baseman went five for six with nuts. eleven RBI last night, and he is a showman. Oh, uh, he's ripping Th- the ball. Three home runs that were like line drives yeah. into the right field bullpen. It was insane. Left handed kid, right? Just. Well, no, he was writing oh, yesterday. Yeah. He was just he was he was just pushing oppo. He was just yeah. pushing oppo. He was just yeah. ripping it. No, he was killing the There's ball. There's also been weather all weekend. Mm-hmm. So LSU and Oregon State, are they they will play this afternoon. If LSU wins, they move on. However, if Oregon State wins, it forces a game two at 5 o'clock tonight. Mm. But this is my favorite one so far that we've seen because the NCAA is bound and determined – Damn it, they won a Texas Texas A&M matchup somehow some way. <laughs> yeah. We saw it, they tried to set it up. It felt like in the NCAA tournament in the second round, but then Penn State beat the ever-living crap out of A&M in the opening round matchup. But Texas gets out of the Coral Gables regional and they were matched up with the Stanford regional. Texas was the 2 seed in the Coral Gables regional, A&M the 2 seed in the Stanford regional, and A&M had won the first two games. Last night, Stanford in an elimination game forces the championship game. They win 13-5. to But if A&M knocks off Stanford, we're going to get Texas A&M, Texas in a super regional. Presumably, it would be in College Station because A&M was the two seed, seed. Yeah. the two seed in the eight bracket versus the two seed in the nine bracket. So basically, they're like one spot apart, and that could be the difference of hosting the Super Regional, but they have to beat Stanford today. The, the general thing is home field doesn't mean as much, it, it seems like, with these baseball games. Like Stanford, Stanford the pitching matters region, way yeah. more. you got to load up, and, and this is what they're doing at high school ball, right? They're trying to prevent Correct. people from loading up on their top two. That's why it's double elimination. But inevitably, they've usually got two or three pitchers, a guy in the bullpen, and they got two starters. But I, I also think... There seems to be a lot more upsets in in baseball than there is in say the NCAA. Even though there's upsets, you know, you see it in the 16 season. You see one year. Uh, a kid gets hot yeah. at the plate or a, a pitcher. Yes, it, the, I I enjoy it for that reason. Like Arkansas fans, bless your heart, man. Like they still got hope. Uh, I I do. I know you you got out of the elimination round yesterday, but Santa Clara gave them all they wanted yesterday. With you have teams like Santa Clara who are in this too. So, Correct, and they're in West Fayette, Coast man. Conference power. Yeah. So so Arkansas yeah. plays TCU at. Two, okay. If they win, they play again. They would play again at eight. Yeah, I don't see them beating TCU twice. They have twice. to beat TCU twice after getting beat twenty to five. I yesterday. don't see that happening. I'm sorry. Also, Florida has a. They forced a championship game, if you will, against Texas Tech today. The winner of that will play South Carolina. If Florida wins. It would be in Gainesville. If Texas Tech wins, the game would be in Columbia. The, the other cool thing about Seriously. watching the uh, the baseball, there are a lot of local players. Like, there's a kid from MUS that's playing for Arkansas. I think he pitched yesterday. Bolton? Yeah, he transferred. He might have transferred from, like, Austin P or something like that. Uh, well, Bolton, I, they might have two kids. Bolton, Bolton's an infielder, okay. and, and he went there. 
And then there's a kid from Lewisburg that's on the roster too, I think, at, or Olive Branch that's on that Arkansas team. But there's a lot of SEC teams that they obviously probably all played for my dad. They might have played for your father. Yeah, he's in the, he's yeah. in the circuit. So no, yeah. Bolton's a great player. Yep, great athlete. Is he the? Is was he playing second base or short? They got him at second. Yeah, yeah. And Arkansas lost a lot, and they were good this year still. They just reload. they just reload. The I believe yeah. the uh, the SEC ten bids. So through thirty games, they're twenty two and eight. Yeah, it's not not bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, so Tennessee is going to move on. Tennessee from, has moved on. They moved on. Okay. So they they wait the winner of Penn and Southern Miss, not Penn State. Penn. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> that is not the Big Ten team. Not 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 right. the Big Ten team. Okay. Uh, the other things uh, we I mentioned it briefly with Chris, but I was curious to know how you felt about it. So we got Woj on Friday saying. Pay attention to 17 games I heard for this. Ja. Yes. You had Stephen A. on Rich Eisen's show throwing out 25. Do you get the sense that maybe this isn't half the season? I think it's going to be what whatever Woj just sort of alluded to, which is that 17 I am 17 paying much mark. more attention to that I, yeah, than I am. I, I heard this this crazy half the season stuff, and I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I think 17 is the one to pay attention to because it's, it's less – then uh, Bridges, you know, which was the 30 mark that we talked Correct. about all last week for the domestic stuff. And it's double, essentially, what you did at the beginning when you had your first incident. And it's at the number that affects your all-NBA status, basically, 17 games. I think it'll be 17-20. All right, when we come back, we'll tell you the one story that you've been waiting for. We'll do that next right here on the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. 92.9 FM, broadcasting at 6.80 AM. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN at 92.9ESPN.com and anywhere on the free Odyssey app. Memphis's sports station and podcast leader, 92.9 FM ESPN. Custom framing in Memphis since 1975, Frame Corner is proud to serve the Mid-South. With thousands of framing options available in stock, your favorite styles are easy to find here. From fun and funky colors to classic and contemporary frames, you'll find designs that fit your home or business. You can visit Frame Corner at 5035 Park Avenue in Memphis or call 901-682-9901. That's 901-682-9901 for Frame Corner. This baseball season, get more thrills out of every at-bat on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, that's G-A-B-E-K, to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You can wager on everything from the money line to hits to which pitcher will lead the league in strikeouts. Plus, with FanDuel's fast payouts, you can get your winnings in the same inning. So swing for the fences with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, that's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K, to sign up. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21-plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. As a father of three, I can tell you I've gotten a lot of Father's Day gifts, and I can also tell you without question the best gifts come from O'Call. That is the point of the enterprise, isn't it? To get something you know the father in your life will love, whether it's a knit shirt, short sleeve sports shirt, anything from Peter Millar or Johnny O. 
And if you're not certain what he'll want, get him a gift card or ask any of the folks who will be happy to help you. They might well know your dad. O'Call has been helping Memphians find the perfect Father's Day gift since 1859. Let them help you find one for your father today. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. Meet Zach. His work-life balance is anything but balanced. But when he gets on the bike, he becomes Zenzak. Zenzak exists outside of time. His heartbeat sounds like a mellow drum circle. It's cool, right? The only notification he hears is the sound of the ocean. So if you want to reach him, talk to the ocean. Zenzak is so zen because he has 24-7 expert claim service with GEICO, which is totally chill. GEICO Motorcycle, expert coverage for both your sides. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes. And in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Text RADIO to 64000 to try Babbel for free. That's RADIO to 64000 to try Babbel free. R-A-D-I-O to 64000. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $34.99. And what do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And I might need some help. No problem. We have helpful how-tos at AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Meet Joe A, Joe B, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile App is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Try the Sonic Grilled Cheese Double Burger. It's like a cheeseburger and a grilled cheese in one. Get it with a small side of tots or fries for only $3.99 for a limited time. Only at Sonic. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Let's get to the one story you've been waiting for. Now, it's the biggest story we haven't talked about on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show, presented by Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Well, Brad, this is just coming across the wire. We had two or three things we could have gotten to. 
Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James and attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason. I'm sure him wanting to sign an extension with Dallas has nothing to do with that. Also, Carrick Jackson oh, yes. was the formally announced as the new University of Missouri baseball coach after spending a year here at Memphis. But this also just breaking across the wire from John Rothstein. And Jason and John, I'm sure we'll have much more on this mm-hmm. in just a moment. St. John's grad transfer David Jones has committed oh, to Memphis. He averaged 13.2 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game as well. Potential player of the year candidate in the AAC. So David Jan- David Jones, who took a visit last week, I believe, maybe even the weekend before he has committed to the University of Memphis. So that is one of the players that Penny Hardaway was perhaps referencing when saying looking to add one or two more. Here's what's coming up next. Brad, what's coming up next on Jason and John? We've got Jason Fitz who's going to be on. We're going to actually talk a little bit about uh, the John Morant penalty or the suspension and what that'll be. Um, later on during your show, is got it Munz on today. Monday? So a perfect day to have Jason Munz around 245-ish, I assume. And then, of course, uh, Gabe will talk about the Tigers. There's a lot of Tigers news. I know it's like June, but like between the baseball coach leaving and then uh, this news from John Rothstein, uh, he'll cover that with Connor this afternoon at four, from 4 to 7. My thanks to Brad for joining the program, as well as Jonathan Von Tobel, as well as Chris Harrington. We'll try to do better tomorrow, but for now, our work here is done. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-D-I-O. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Zaxby's new chicken bacon ranch loaded fries are a delicious combination of all your favorite ingredients. We start with a bed of perfectly seasoned crinkle fries, then layer on crispy hand-breaded 12-hour marinated chicken, savory hardwood smoked bacon, a drizzle of creamy buttermilk ranch dressing, and finish it off with a shredded cheddar blend. Plenty to share, but why would you? Chicken, bacon, ranch, loaded, fries, woo, saucy, Zaxby's. Hey, Mary, is that a new phone? Yeah, just upgraded at T-Mobile. Their new Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same great phone deals as new customers. I am so jealous. AT&T's got me locked into a three-year device contract, and my phone is locked to their network, too. Ooh, that's a long time. Three years! That's like the length of two and a half relationships. It's time to ditch AT&T. Bring your locked phone, and T-Mobile will pay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 